Hey, good to see you here. You are currently listening to Inspire Church Metro Manila. We are one church in multiple locations, and we exist to inspire people to fulfill their God-given potential. We are so glad that you're tuning in right now. Welcome home. Learn more about us by visiting inspiremetro.live. Lean in and enjoy. Welcome to Inspire Church. Pastor Nolan Galito here of Inspire Church Metro Manila. I'm just so thankful for each one of you. I don't know where you are tuning in from, but I know that God has a word for you today. Hey, before we jump into the, to the depths of the message, would you just go to the chat real quick? Minimize your window. Go to the chat real quick. Say hi to the Inspire family. We got a great community for you there. They're going to welcome you. They're going to say hi. If it's your first time here, Welcome! I got, listen to me, we got, we got a gift for you. We got a gift for you. It's called a swag bag. We got some amazing things in there. If you're in Metro Manila, but don't worry if you're outside of Metro Manila, we got a digital swag bag ready for you. Come on now. I need to remind you today that this is not a coincidence. It is not an accident. You are tuning in right now. Listen to me. I need you. You might have just scrolled. You might have just been tagged by a friend. You might have just seen the post shared. But I need you. Listen to me. I need you to just give me, give me 30 minutes because I believe this is a word from God to you. So if you got to go to your bedroom to watch, if you got to take a step back, if you got to tell, tell somebody, hey, look, 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 give me 30 minutes, I'll get back to you. Don't miss this opportunity. This is a holy moment. God wants to encounter you today. And so I want to speak to you on a title. I'm going to give you the title right away. Ready? Because this is for you. This is for you. It's not about me. It's not about us. This is for you. That's why we do this. And the title of this message is, you ready? The title of this message for you today is this. It's break the cycle. Break the cycle. Somebody say break the cycle. Type in the chat right now, break the cycle. What is a cycle? A cycle is this, a series of events that are regularly repeated in the same order. In other words, I'm asking you, have you ever found yourself in a cycle? Have you ever found yourself in a destructive cycle is there a cycle in your life that you think and you keep asking yourself why does this keep happening why do i keep going through this why do i keep doing this see listen it's time to break that cycle you don't have to start over again and again and again and be like man i gotta start again and lose your motivation and lose your momentum you don't have to go from one season to another season and fall into another season you don't have to repeat that destructive behavior I want to talk to people right now who's saying, look, I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of falling into sin. I'm tired of always messing up. I'm tired of always being unmotivated. I'm tired of always being angry. I'm tired of always being scared. I'm tired of always being depressed. Today is the day that we are going to contend to break the cycle. Break the cycle. So if that's you, man, I feel like doing an altar call already, man. I feel like breaking, breaking the cycle right now. It's not my words that will break the cycle. It's the Word of God. And so let's pray before I jump into the Word. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. 
I pray for, 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 for him who's watching right now, who's, been, who's a father, a, a new father and is overwhelmed. I pray for the mother right now, Lord, who is just trying to hold the house together and is discouraged. I pray for the student right now, Lord God, who's confused by their grades. I pray for that young professional right now, Lord God, who doesn't know if they're going to have that job. I pray for that business owner right now who, who, who's wondering about their finances. Lord, I pray for every single person watching right now. I pray that some cycles will break lord and there will be a new day there will be a new walk there will be a time of refreshing after this lord lord help me to preach help us to listen this is a holy moment with you lord lord we love you in jesus name we all say amen 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 type in the chat right now amen so good to be with you today it's time to break that cycle it's time to break that cycle talk about cycles cycle like i i said is an event that you regularly repeat in the same order i got a cycle i i'm gonna be honest today i'm gonna be a little vulnerable i'm gonna let you into my life but I am turning 40, yes, the big four zero in a, in a couple of weeks. Come on now, November 13, let's go. I'm going to say that date over and over again, right? But I've always had this goal, and specifically for this year, I had this goal. Before COVID, I had this goal by the time I hit 40 that I'm going to be the healthiest I've ever been that I'm going to be the most fit that I've ever been, that I'm going to, I'm, at the age of 40, I'm going to have a six-pack. Come on now, right? Like, I'll, I'll even settle for a two-pack, right? I'll even settle for just one random, right? Just like, wow, it, it just came, right? That, like, that was my goal. But I got a confession to make. I, my, <laughs> I'm addicted to sweets. <laughs> Like, I've all anybody addicted to sweets? Come on now, right? Emoji, candy emoji, lollipop emoji, sour candy emoji. Come on. <laughs> I, I'm addicted to sweets. Ever since I was young, my parents would hide this almond, uh, almond, uh, chocolate almond clusters in their closet. But I would always find it, right? I would sneak in, grab it. Ooh! In, in, in elementary school, we would have to sell chocolate bars, right? We would sell chocolate bars. The more chocolate bars you you sell, the more chances you get to go to Disneyland as a prize. And, and I always went to Disneyland, not because I sold the most, but because I ate the most. Come on. I go, Mama, I ate another box, right? <laughs> and today, now, remember, my goal is to be fit before I hit 40. But my goal has been, been attacked because I've got a new sweet enemy. Called, you you want to know my, my <laughs> what I've been craving and what I've been eating lately that's been attacking me? Uh, let's go Philippines. It is Mungo Hopia. Woo! Come on, where my Hopia? So, <laughs> right, that's my favorite. You like that, right? With with coffee, right? Ooh! But one little cake, one little cake is two hundred calories. One, yeah, mm -hmm. and you eat six of them, right? <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, it is a cycle for me. Every time I want to work out, I want to get fit, I want to, you know, I want to be healthy, I want to get my six-pack, right? Not a barrel. I, like, I, I want to do this, but I always fall in a cycle where I lose discipline. And because I lose discipline, I, I, I start eating more, I eat all my sweets, and man, I told myself, I told my wife, no, 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 we're going to break that cycle. And so the, the way we broke that cycle, the way we're breaking that cycle, I had to hire a professional coach. 
at this day and age, I don't want to go to the gym. So I hired a professional coach to help me online. And this professional coach, he's going to get on me. He's going to get mad at me. He's going to tell me I'm eating too much. He's going to show me what I should be eating. And I'm bringing this all up because I know some of you who's watching right now, there's a cycle that you always see in your life. It might not be on your fit journey or your healthy journey. It might not be as simple as sweets. But maybe you see something that is repetitive in your life. Every time you want to do a change, every time you want to move forward, every time you want to get closer to God, all of a sudden, you, you see that cycle. You're excited, then you do something, something happens, and you drop like a fly. See, today I need us to believe and to realize that it is time to break that cycle. What's that cycle for you? Is it procrastination that leads to laziness, that leads to no motivation? Is it a habitual sin that you keep telling yourself, I'm never going to do this again. I'm not going to watch that. I'm, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop saying that. But then you find yourself in that cycle one more time. And it's destroying you. It's destroying your confidence. It might be a relational cycle. It might be a sexual cycle. It, 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 it might be an anger cycle. It might be bitterness cycle. Whatever it is, it Listen to me. I, I don't know what it is, but I do know this. It's stopping you from reaching your God-given potential. And I don't want you to keep going up and down and up and down and up and down. Because eventually you're going to get tired of it. Because every time you try, you never reach it. And so that's why I want to speak to somebody today and I want to proclaim it is time to break the cycle. Break the cycle. So we are in a new series a new series is called, He's So Judgy. He's So Judgy. But this is not in a, in, in a derogatory way, in a negative way. This is not, man, he's so judgy, being God so judgmental. God is like a Judge Judy or a judge, you know, something on TV. No. The reason why we call it, He's So Judgy, is because we are exploring the book of Judges. And the judges in the book, in the Bible... They were not there to be like, oh, Malikha, oh, Ronga, okay, show me your evidence, mm, right? He, he's not a, a supreme judge. No, he was known as a deliverer. In other words, he was known as a rescuer. And when I say he's so judgy, I'm telling you, God is so judgy, meaning God is in the business of rescue. God wants to deliver you. God is so good. No matter where you see yourself fall, God wants to break the cycle in your life. Somebody say amen. And so we're going to be looking in Judges chapter 3, and we're going to understand that God is our deliverer. See, this is a season where you would think the nation of Israel would be so prosperous. They're into the promised land. They got out of a slavery. And you would think now, okay, God, we are going to follow you 100%. Moses is gone. Joshua is gone. We're going to continue the legacy. But unfortunately, we see them in a cycle. It says here, And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works for the Lord that he did for Israel. And there arose another generation after them, and this is found in Joshua 24, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. And there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. In other words, instead of continuing the momentum, for some reason they forgot about God. They lost it. 
Instead of, of having spiritual renewal and fervor, they had apathy. They, they, they didn't want to observe the law of God. They were just relaxed. They, they didn't want to do anything. Instead of having a, going deeper spiritually, they had apostasy, which means what? Instead of worshiping God, they would worship other things instead, other gods of that nation. Instead of, of having order and unity, what did they have? They had anarchy. Instead of God being their, their king, they, they didn't even listen to God anymore. So with no king, there's no vision. And with no vision, the people perish. And so all these things were happening. It even says in the, in the Bible, you saw that, that the generation after the generation who have experienced the miracles, they forgot about God. They didn't know God. What happened? In other words, you could, we could safely assume that the generation who loved God did not teach their children about God. And the children did not teach their children. And the children, and the children. <laughs> it's a Christian joke, right? And, and, and all of these things were happening. They weren't, they weren't giving the commands. It was like the parents would go to church, but they weren't living as the church at home to teach their children. If it hits, it hits, parents. It's hitting me right now. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 to 4 says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. Because they have itching ears, they will, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from truth and be turned aside to fables. In other words, they didn't want to hear the truth of God. They just wanted to hear what would make them feel good. They wanted to just hear what would make them feel good. And so that cycle of destruction happened. You might be saying, I've got a cycle of destruction. See, you're not the only one. I'm not the only one. Started with Israel. Started with the nation of God. What was the cycle? It was disobedience. God was blessing them. They had the freedom with God, but then they would disobey God. And once you disobey, you start the cycle. Oh, listen to me. Type that in the chat. Once I disobey, I start the cycle. Because after you disobey, listen, you will, you will sense and you will feel discipline. God will discipline you. Why? Because God loves you. Right? And discipline, listen, listen sometimes, it, look, 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 look. Discipline could come like this. It is getting hit by the consequences of your actions. Come on now. And once you get hit by the consequences of your actions, you get disciplined. And then they fell into the cycle of despair. Now they're like, oh my gosh, why did we do this, God? What's going on? We're sorry. We're sorry. We're dying here. Wala na akong pera. Wala na akong ano. Right? You know what I mean? Right? I got no more opportunities. Wala na akong pag-asa. All of these things. But, but because he's so judgy, he wouldn't leave you in despair. End of that would be deliverance. Come on now, right? Deliverance, deliverance, deliverance. But a lot of us, uh, many of us, including myself, once we hit that cycle, we stay in despair. See, the deliverance is the breaking of the cycle. Come on now. It is when you call out to God, when you cry out to God. God is your deliverer. God is your rescuer. God is your judge. Can I get an amen? So how do I break that cycle? We're going to look in Judges chapter 3, right into the word. Here we go. You ready? Verse 1. These are the nations that the Lord um, left in the land to test those Israelites who had not experienced the wars of Canaan. He did this to teach warfare to generations of Israelites who had no experience in battle. 
These are the nations, the Philistines, all the Canaanites, the Sidiouans, the Hivites, living in the mountains of Lebanon from Mount Baal Hermon to Lebohamoth. These people were left to test the Israelites to see whether they would obey the commands the Lord had given to their ancestors through Moses. So there's disobedience. Now God is disciplining them. So the people of Israel lived among the, the, these people, and they intermarried with them. Israelite sons married their daughters, and Israelite daughters were given to marriage their sons, and the Israelites served their gods. Listen to me. Look at that. Just disobedience once again. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. They forgot about their Lord, their God, and they served the images of Baal and Asherah's poles. Then the Lord burned with anger against Israel, and he turned them over to King Cushin of Aram, right? <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but that's the best way. And the Israelites served Cushan Rishonith for eight, eight years. But look at this. But when the people cried out, woo, when the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help, the Lord raised up a rescuer. Raised up a judge, raised up a deliverer, and he raised up Othniel. But the problem is, in verse 12, you see, once again, the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. Why? They started the cycle again. They disobeyed again. They already experienced the pain and they experienced the fruit of a deliverer, but they fell again. You ever been in that position? Like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a changed person. I'm a different person. I'm a different man. I'm never going to do that again. And then, boom, find ourselves in a cycle. See, instead of forgetting the cycle, instead of moving on from that cycle, I need us to break the cycle. Somebody say amen. amen. So when they cried out, it says, but when the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help, the Lord again, come on now, again, Again, you might be saying, that's me. I'm always in this cycle. Don't worry. You got a, a God of again. The Lord again raised up a rescuer to save them. His name was Ehud, son of Jerah, a left-handed king of Moab. Ehud made a double-edged dagger that was about foot long, and he strapped it to his right thigh, keeping it hidden under his clothing. He brought the tribute money to Eglon, who was very fat. <laughs> That's the Bible right there. After delivering the payment, Ehud started home with those who had helped carry the tribute. But when Ehud reached the stone idols near Gilgal, he turned back. And he came to Eglon and said, I got a secret message for you, king. And the king is like, tell me, what is it? What's the message, right? This is the king that was taken over, the king that was trying to enslave them, the king that was causing all these problems. Ehud walked over to Eglon, who was sitting alone in the cool upstairs room. And Ehud said, I got a message for God for you. As King Eglon rose from his seat, Ehud reached with his left hand, pulled out the dagger. Listen to me. And strapped to his right thigh and plunged it into the king's belly. The dagger was so deep that the handle disappeared into his fat. <laughs> it's crazy, right? He's like, oh my gosh. It's like, my God, right? Like his, that's how big he was. And so Ehud did not pull out the dagger and the king's bowels emptied. Then Ehud closed and locked the doors of the room and escaped down the latrine. So he stabbed him his bowels open and everything number two came out just imagine that oh the smell oh if we had smell vision through facebook and youtube and inspire live come on after ehud was gone the king's servant returned and found the doors to the upstairs room they thought maybe he's using the cr because <laughs> they're right 
And so they didn't want to bother him. But they waited and waited. But when the king didn't come out long, after a long delay, they were concerned, got the key, opened the doors, and they found the master dead. And then, verse 28, I'll move forward. Ehud goes to the nation and says, follow me, for the Lord has given you victory over your Moab, your army. So they followed him and they got their deliverance. They were free and they followed God again. And that's the word of the Lord. Here you go. You got Ehud. You got Ehud in the nation that where everything is going on, there's problems everywhere. He could have easily just said, well, I'm not going to help because we tried this before and we messed up. There's no point to do anything. There's no hope. I, I, I already tried. You ever, you ever try to motivate somebody who's so unmotivated? You say, how about this? You should try this. Natry ko na yan. Oh, how about this? Natry din ko yan. How about that? Natry ko din yan. Come on now, right? Like there's no more, there's no more trying. There's no more motivation. But... I love this story, and I love how God brought the judges and the deliverers, and we're going to go through the, another deliverer next week. We're going to go through Deborah, the woman, right? A woman, all the ladies say, hey, arise, right? And we're going to go through this. But these are how, listen to me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to break it down real quick. If you're going through a cycle of destruction, if you're going through, I love you, God, I disobey God, and then you blame God, come on now. It's so weird. That we disobey God and when things are not going well, we blame God. God, bakit ganito? Kasi, alam mo, ginawa mo to. Right? right? Come on now, right? And, and all of these things. If you're in that position, it's time to break that cycle of destruction. You ready? How do I do it? How do I do it? Number one, write this down. I will not let my short-term memory cause me long-term consequence. I'm not going to let my short-term memory cause me long-term consequence. What happened? They, once again, they said. Once again, they forgot. Once again, they did evil. Why? Because they forgot the blessings of the Lord. Listen to me. Something I've learned in high school. I was a professional uh, crammer. I'm a professional crammer. If there's a test, I might exam. Right? So two days before, right? I sleep with the book on my head for osmosis, right? <laughs> And I know the answers. I'm, I could answer it. Okay. Listen, memorization is different from knowledge. You could cram all that information. You could know all the Bible verses. You could read everything, try to get out of your, your emergency, and it might help. And I did pass the test. But that's short-term that short memory. It's stuck in your short-term memory part of your brain. Because after a while, you forget. Don't allow the Word of God to be stuck in your short-term memory. Don't allow the actions of the Lord to be stuck in your short-term memory. It is time to allow it to be part of your life, not just in your memory. So you don't have to reap, come on now, listen to me. You don't have to reap long-term consequence. Can I get an amen? The second thing I need you to understand is this. I will not just ask God to save, but to raise me. Mm. I'm not just going to ask God to save me. I'm going to ask God to raise me. Come on now. Somebody say amen. So many times, I, that's me. Lord, save me. Help me. Help me. Help my finances. Help my relation. Help me emotionally. Save me. Somebody say. Oh, sorry. Is that the, is that the song? Smallville. Yeah. You love that falsetto. Hey. Right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What's wrong with me? 
But (laughs) instead of save me, which is great, but let's ask God to raise me. Because instead of just taking me out of the season, Lord God, teach me how to navigate that season if it ever happens again. Just because I got a season, the season doesn't have to define me. God, allow me to raise me. Raise me. You ever? Come on now, right? God, don't get... Just, just say, God, save me. It's just simple. It's like getting a gym membership. I got a gym membership. Raise me is actually going to the gym. Listen to me. Sunday online, I love you guys, but this can't be enough. This, this is save me. Lord, I need help right now. That's good. But this is not a raise me time. I only got a couple of minutes with you. A raise me time is being a connect group, serve in the dream team, join growth track. You got to listen, I can't raise you. You got to want to be raised yourself. Sign up, get into the link right now, inspiremetro.live. Don't just say God save me, but say God raise me. Somebody say amen. And the third one is this, I will use my inability or awkwardness to outwit my enemy. Pastor Mike preached this in our, uh, in our uh, Waikele campus, or Waikele location, and they broadcasted it into our Honolulu location in our Mililani. And I was watching it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's an anointing. This, I was crying literally when I was watching this. And I said, I'm not going to try to preach what my pastor preached because I need, I need us to hear our senior pastor right now. Because listen, some of you are saying, I've got an inability. I can't do it. I don't, I don't know how. I'm not good enough. I'm just awkward. I don't have the opportunities. Oh, you need to listen to this. All right. And so listen, listen, Pastor Mike is going to preach this point. Let's go. Pastor Mike, here we go. Use my awkwardness to outwit my enemy. And your left, left handedness makes you different. And maybe sometimes you feel like, my left-handedness or my awkwardness make you unavailable. But if you're willing to bend and you're willing to allow God to work with you in that awkwardness moment, God can still use you. Sometimes people feel, especially young people, younger ones, I feel like I don't fit. I feel like I don't fit. You can be in your 50s like me, and I walk into rooms, and I feel like, I feel a little, feels a little awkward. It's not them, it's me. It's not them, it's me. Can I remind you, sometimes it's not them, it's you. And they might not mold and shape to work it out for you, but when you realize your uniqueness and how God made you, your personality, your gifts, your talents, we're not all the same. We're all different. And when you embrace that difference, and it's not necessarily in awkwardness sometimes. It can just be that things are complicated. And things get complicated. Last night when I was preaching this, I was thinking about this to myself. I was going, wow, I felt the same way when I was growing up in the church. I felt, I felt a little bit, I felt different. I was on staff, I felt different. Pastor Ralph was my pastor great, but he was a disciplinarian. Uh, more than I am. And a disciplinarian. It's kind of like, see these kukui nuts, right? They're beautiful. They're like, 
shiny, beautiful. But you know, in order to get a kukui nut, it starts off looking like this. Then when you get down to the kernel, it looks like that. But if you want something like this, we'll take something like that. You're filing away the rough edges of your life. And God begins, it takes a long time. Did this in summer fun. Last time I did this was summer fun, 1970, never mind. You file this thing. Then you sand it. Then you polish it. But the great thing about this, you know what's on the inside? Is oil. If I may draw a parallel to the Holy Spirit. They use the oil from this nut. Not just for poke. Ooh, that's the best kind of thing. Just saying. It's rich. But there's oil in it. And sometimes you've heard it said, and I wrote this down late last night, talking to Lisa about my sermon again. You heard people say, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. Yeah, that's good. But I got one better. Because that's a mantra today. Go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. Take your gift somewhere else. Go where you're celebrated and appreciated, not where you're tolerated. Go where you're understood, right? I got one better than that. Go where you're called. Go where you're called. Because if you're called, you can handle the file. If you're called, you can handle the precision cut. Because at Gilgal, coming to me now, at Gilgal, that's when they cut away at the flesh. The circumcision took place at Gilgal for the first time. I never thought about that. It just came to me right now. Ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's what I'm talking about. That God began to cut away at the flesh. And when He cut away at the flesh at Gilgal, that's where circumcision first took place. It's with precision that He cuts you. He cuts you with precision because of the discipline, because He loves you. Don't go where you're appreciated. Don't go where you're tolerated. Go where you are called because that's when God begins to do great work in your life. In the name of Jesus, say amen. Because it is at that place where, where your dreams are coming true. It is in that place where God is filing away the rough edges. It is in that place that you pay the price. It is in that place that you are coached. It is in that place where you overcome your fears. It is in that place you realize your deficiencies. It is in that place that you realize just how far you need to go before you get to the place where you need to be. It is in that place where you are called. It is in that place where you are filed. And it is in that place where God begins to do His greatest work in your life. I could see that back then, it probably says the Israelites, probably the young Israelites were like, we out of here. I was almost there. I was almost there. And I bet you there are people there sometimes, and I'm they're almost there sometimes. And I remember there's Pastor Ralph, and he's a disciplinarian. And there's another great ministry. 
the equal, but I'm different on the other side. And I was looking over and they were, they were I felt like they were chumming the water. You know what I'm talking about? I felt that there was Palu in the water and they were chumming the water for me. And I'm glad I didn't go because if I had taken it, I know Romans 8, 28 would have happened. God would have worked out all things, but I don't think it would look like this, be like this, feel like this. I don't think we would be here, honestly. Because I will use my inability. I will use my awkwardness. I would use my left-handedness. I will use my difference to do the best that I can to try to fit. Because it's not them. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's me. God raises up a deliverer, delivers a nation, 80 years, 80 years of blessing, 80 years of prosperity, 80 years of goodness because of a man who stood up and said, I will do things differently. I will call on the name of the Lord my God. I will be available to him because the last thing is this, is he never, remember, never forgot who brought him the victory. Amazing, amazing. And I want to end with this point, last point. Always remember where my victory comes from. Listen to me, always remember where my victory comes from. Because so many times when God delivers you, when God takes you out, you gain that victory. You gain that victory. But if you're not careful, you're going to think it's because of your hustle. You're going to think it's because the opportunities that came um, around you. You're going to think it's because of your street smartness. You're going to think because of your wisdom. You're going to think, man, maybe, you know, I can, I can do this. But Ehud didn't say that. Ehud could have easily went back to Israel and got, guys, I did it. I beat this. I beat my habit. I beat my financial issues. I beat my relational issues. I fixed it. So let me help you because I can do it. No, that's not what he did. Because if he did that, he would have fallen into another cycle. Instead, he did this. He said, he, he said here, follow me, he said. For the Lord, whoo, for the Lord has given you victory over Moab, your enemy. He didn't put the glory on him. He put the glory back to God. For the Lord has given you victory. For the Lord has given you victory. For the Lord has given you victory. I don't know where you're at, but you feel like you've got the cycle of destruction. I need you to know now, it's the Lord who will give you victory. It's the Lord who will break that sin. It's the Lord who will break that habit. It's that Lord who will break that generational curse. It's the Lord. Stop. Oh, I'm speaking to somebody right now. Stop saying it's because my family is like that. My dad was like that. My, my, my grandpa was like that. Ganon talaga yung mga lalaki sa pamilya ko. Just how my family is. That's how the guys are. No, 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 no. Stop it. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I sense it. Stop it now. Don't, don't, don't go into that cycle. The Lord is going to break that generational curse if you allow Him. And He is going to create something new. I believe there's freedom right now. And then at the end, he says, then they attacked the Moabites, killed about 10,000 of their strongest and most able body warriors. Not one of them escaped. So Moab was conquered by Israel that day, and there was peace in the land for 80 years. I love how this jumps off from our last message. Where did the peace come from? The peace came from obedience. It was when he obeyed the Lord. 
when he understood that the cycle was there but God listen to me God always gives you a way out but do you want that way out we got to obey if you want peace in your life you got to receive the deliverer you got to receive the rescuer you got to receive the judge yes in those days Ehud came Othniel came Deborah came these judges came empowered by the Holy Spirit to deliver the people of Israel but I need you to understand that was simply a foreshadow to Jesus who came into your life to deliver you from destruction to give you a plan to give you a purpose to give you salvation to forgive you of all your sins but you need to surrender to God right now but I'm not worthy it doesn't matter you know what matters he is worthy so I need you this you feel it right now I know this is an anointed message I know it I know it from all the warfare I had this week I know I know this is a message for you so if you listen to me if you want the deliverer if you want the rescuer if you want Jesus in your life I need you to pray this prayer let me guide you. Would you pray this with me? Jesus, I'm tired of the cycle of destruction. I'm tired of generational curses. I'm tired of falling into sin. I need a savior. I need a deliverer. I need you as my rescuer. So I surrender my life because you saved me. When you died on the cross, shed your blood, sacrifice your body so that I may have life, so that my sins may be forgiven. So Lord, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you pray that prayer, I'm believing breakthrough right now. I'm believing the cycle of destruction broken. I'm believing it. If you pray that prayer, go to the chat right now. Say, I prayed that prayer. I, I, I received Jesus as my rescuer, my Lord, my Savior. Hand emoji. Come on. You need to let the world know. Don't keep it to yourself. Break that, that, that cycle of keeping it to yourself, of not letting people know. Come on now. Let us know. We got a family that's going to celebrate with you. Man, I love you, church. I know we, a couple of weeks ago we had some amazing news. I'm letting you know in another couple of weeks we got more amazing news. I'm just preparing it, making sure is some of you kind of get know what we're do, what we're doing because we're moving, we're moving, right? Finally, but I'm I'm excited, and I, I I believe that we could set up something for RSVP, get some in person. We're gonna do some some prayer, some revival time. It's gonna be amazing. And so please, remember what I said, get connected, join a connect group, join the dream team, grow track. We love you guys. We love you so much. And if you surrendered your life to Jesus, don't forget, let us know. Also, for everybody who continues, thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your, for your giving. Listen to me. Because of you, we are allowed to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, not just in Philippines, but over the globe. So God bless you. I love you guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us and for listening to Inspire Church Metro Podcast. Stay in the loop by checking inspiremetro.live.